What else is new with you? How, what, what, what you been doing this last week? I honestly don't think there's anything new. I bought Nothing? new glasses. You got new glasses? Yeah, I bought new glasses. <laughs> Four eyes. <laughs> exactly. Because you definitely don't wear glasses, Joker. <laughs> uh, I think I had them. Didn't I wear them last week? I think I had glasses on last week. <laughs> um, I... My uh, the goal is that I wear glasses more often. I haven't had new glasses in fourteen years. Oh, that's a long time. These are did, these are from your... when I was fourteen. Yeah, did your prescription change at all? No, nope. <laughs> still yeah. the same. I had which I'm I had totally my, cool. my eyes got I think a little worse in like ten years or something. I don't know. I don't even remember. When did? Did you always have glasses? When when did you when did you get your glasses? I think it was eight. It was third you grade. Eight. Okay. That was something that took me a long time to get. Like my parents were upset because they realized why I was scared of the ball in baseball <laughs> when I was younger. Because I didn't get glasses until I was in eighth grade, ninth grade, maybe. Mm -hmm. We didn't realize I needed them until then. So super late into the into it. And then all of a sudden. Uh, all of a sudden we. Uh, yeah. Got them for me. So and then I, I pretty much wore them. I, I moved into contacts pretty quickly. I just realized I was like, ah, contacts are just the better option. So I'll just run those instead. Yeah, I got contacts. I think I was allowed to get them in eighth grade. So I wore glasses for five years and then switched and mostly wore contacts. Interesting. Well, that'll be perfect because I know you're still playing that word game on your stream, but that's our cold <laughs> open. Welcome to episode 14 of Positively Reviewed. Uh... That's that's our we're the cold open. Ness isn't mm -hmm. wasn't prepared for it, and that's why it's perfect. That's okay. I have my tea. We're here again in actual two week in a row. We made it. Look at that's us. The third so week pro. in the row. No, we did fast nine and you and we, you and Daya. We did. Had yeah, a, had we a did villain. some. That's yeah. right. So we ha he tried to convince me. We tried to go to he wanted to go to reminiscence reminiscence this morning mm -hmm. which is the Hugh Jackman movie that I heard was it was actually pretty good I trust Hugh Jackman movies I, trust yeah, I do man. too that is a, that is a valid he yeah we're we're at a point well he's at a point in his career because he's the Wolverine that he could just mm -hmm. do whatever he wants right actors hit a point where they literally just do whatever the heck they want and they don't work on product uh, they don't work on projects they don't want to work on anymore and that that's where he's at. He's at the age and the point where he's like, I have so much money. I don't care. He's super talented in so many other ways with this, his music career and stuff as well. That he just he just uh, uh, that was the look of you didn't realize he has a music career, did you? No, no, that was yeah. I'm sorry. What? He's uh, in Australia. What is he? He's a piano man. 
piano man. So, I, Australia is, I believe, correct because I, I do. Singer, multi instrument instrumentalist, dancer and producer. Oh, dancer. Got it. That's that's right. That one as well. What's Got the it. what's the can't remember what he else has done. But point is, is now he gets to pick whatever roles he does. And mm-hmm. he's pretty picky, I think. I don't I don't think he's overly picky. No, I think he is. I think he is pretty picky. <laughs> In a good way. Is that he he truly looks at projects and he's like, this is gonna be a good one. And decides to that's what he does. So. They also have to have a lot of money in order to afford Hugh Jackman, which means they right. probably have a decent budget to make for like good directors. It all on him. And special effects. One would hope. One would hope. You never know, though. That's true. That is a risk. Right. So I'm trying to think. What else does, does it say here? I don't know if it. He plays. All right. Okay. Here you go. Guitar, piano, and violin. There you go. So I remember him for his piano. I think is he. He he's had concerts and stuff that he he does. So he's a talented man. He's a beautiful. It's impressive. Man. Supposed to be a very nice, decent human being as well. So, like all That's, around. So, yeah, anyway, I've heard he's just the perfect person. Dea tried to con you into going and seeing the movie. But oh, it sounds like right. It failed. Yeah, that was what that was about. Yeah, he was like, "This morning, hey, you want to go see if you can sneak in a movie at like twelve thirty? <laughs> and I was like, "I don't. I doubt it. I'm doing like I was like, I'm double. I'm gonna try and double shift. Plus, I'm gonna do that." I'm already on four hours of sleep, so it, it's this is gonna go great. It's great. It, I got and I got mm-hmm. I got I gotta go something right after this, so mm-hmm. we're on a bit of a time crunch. Not really. We we got plenty of time. Maybe I'm a little bit of a time crunch. Hour. Got five, it. Got whatever it. works. <laughs> I got I got the perfect amount of time, but. All righty, hey, but works. we are doing split gate. Oh, yes. I need to ask you a question. Hey, when mm-hmm. does Valve make a game with a three in it? <laughs> That's the uh, yeah, did uh, did you hit your head? Joker, I know you had a rough morning. I know you had a hard time today. You mm-hmm. had some unfortunate shower timing. Mm-hmm. Oh my, we'll talk but about I'm that later. But I'm still not going to excuse you missing out on the most basic video game tried and true commandment of existence threes are not within the valve bible all right you just Very skip true. right over them uh, yeah they do i i really hope they keep that like just forever i think isn't there one game that valve has that has a three in it i think they actually have one that that came out in like 2005 or something would have to like be that. i don't remember don't quote me game. on that i don't remember uh i had a i used to have a friend i guess it was family friend who worked there actually at valve he did he did a really really cool um job that i won't get too deep into but he was basically mm-hmm. a, a memory allocation guy oh yeah we, we the, talked about that on a previous podcast did we okay about well, the, you know the dota memory allocation yeah oh yeah that's right because we were talking about dota yeah, yeah. that's right so, but I hope they, they, if they ever make games again, cause they don't make games anymore. They're, they're a hardware and software company now, but like not yeah. gaming software. 
No, no, no. I would, I would even say they're, they're very hard leaning into that software or sorry, the hardware side of things, heavy lean into the hardware and platform. Right. Yeah. Well, we mentioned this because portal. Yes. Portal is important. (laughs) Is for those, the quick rundown is halo plus portal. And that's exactly what it is. There's, there's no, that's not, it's not like, hey, you don't have to compare every game. Nope, that's, that's <laughs> what it is. Like the get, the devs will tell you they wanted to make Halo, but with Portal. That, that's it. <laughs> so there is no, that's what yeah, we there's, have there. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to uh, another podcast about indie games earlier today, and they were talking about a game that is basically Doom, but Bethesda cease and desisted them on the name, so it's called like. D returned or something. I don't remember what the game was called, but instead of like Doom Chapter Two or whatever, they just changed it to D so that they could get around the the copyright side of things because it was basically just supposed to be Doom with like another chapter added or something. We're seeing a lot of we're seeing a lot of companies do this. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. Back for Blood is. <laughs> I thought that was the same developer and everything. It is the same developer, but they can't use the Left for Dead title. Oh, that's why really? that's why they've changed all the zombies and they don't have the same names and everything. So Got because it. it's no longer part of Valve. Got but it. They wanted to, they wanted to make it obvious that they were making a Left for Dead game without mm-hmm. saying Left for Dead. So it's back for blood. Got uh, it. I just assumed that it was like I, I assumed that was intentional that, you know, Left for Dead had the four in it. So you couldn't be like Left Side right. Dead. But the last one was Left 4 Dead 2. And you're right, I guess they wouldn't do a Left 4 Dead 3 uh, Valve, but no, this isn't part of Valve anymore, so it's just Turtle Rock Studios. So. Mm-hmm. Got it. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Well, anyways, yeah, so this is Portal plus Halo. Plus and Halo. neither 343 nor Valve seems to be suing them, so that's a good step. No. So far. I don't think they would. It's so different. We're fine. <laughs> Portal didn't yeah. invent portals, sadly. Uh, yeah, they well, just and the... invented the good way to do them in gaming, where it actually looks good, mm-hmm. which super complicated, by the way. I, to make I good-looking still barely portals. Understand. Yeah, well, just the concept of having how your cameras and how looking through portal, looking through portals, so that you can see out the other side of where uh. you shot the portal. Super complicated. <laughs> It's insanely complicated. Yeah, I, I can see. I I hadn't thought about that as a, a development challenge, but I can see where that would be a struggle. It's like doing water reflections, but with moving cameras <laughs> and able to shoot through and utilize mm-hmm. teleportation. Actually, going through the portal is simpler than seeing through the portal, you know, if that makes yeah. any sense. So. Oh, I hadn't, right. I hadn't thought about that, but there's lots of fun mechanics that we'll get yeah. into when we talk about the game. Yeah, we'll get into it. This is more, I should say, right at the top, this is more of a freeform kind of mm-hmm. open conversation with this one. Uh, I realized from the, the last time we did a gaming one, which is a long time ago for a reason. <laughs> Joker's I scarred. I didn't like Joker it. is still I, scarred. <laughs> I'm still, I still hate. The Outriders episode was, uh, it was a gem of among them, for sure, if that's mm-hmm. how you want to say about it. But I cut out, I think, three entire segments from that episode because I was just, <laughs> I was listening to bad. It was bad. It was bad. It, it's just it was bad and you know what you're gonna have those sometimes 
So, but this is going to be a lot more free form because we don't have as many facts and stuff. So we'll actually be more into the the meaty meat. Yes. More in general, like but meat. we might also talk about things like we already talked about portal and other things earlier than before we've even even really gotten into this. So, but I guess before we get further, I guess we should introduce what the podcast actually is. Yeah, so welcome to uh, the Positively Reviewed podcast where we give you totally unbiased, you know, 100% real reviews of media. And of course, we pick the greatest thing to ever exist so that we can tell you how awesome it is. Uh, If you didn't pick up any slight hints of sarcasm in my tone, uh, we say all positive things here. If you're looking for a super balanced review, sometimes maybe it still is because we super love the media. But in general, there's lots of spoilers. We focus on the good stuff, the stuff that we loved. And we just want to have good vibes and hang out and talk about cool things, movies, music, video games. And this week it's video games. It's Splitgate. And if you want to talk about Splitgate, you want to promote the podcast, you want to hang out with us, you're going to look for POS Reviewed POD on social media or find us on podcast platforms at Positively Reviewed Podcast. You're really good at that. I could I could never be that clean at saying all those. I'm too I'm too awkward. I this <laughs> it just comes down to straight awkwardness. I'd just be like, yeah, we're podcast, we do things. That that would be how I how I push out the the social medias and stuff. Fortunately, much of my early hosting footage has been lost into the ether. <laughs> so you're now seeing like the six, five, six, seven, whatever year later yeah, product. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, it's nice yeah. though. We don't really have to worry about spoilers. No, we ran into that a little bit with Outriders is you didn't want to spoil it for me because I hadn't finished that the game. That was one of the big problems, but I'm guessing and you never even I went back to finish care. the game. Yeah. No, you, I have I'm not touched it you never it played the game then. again, did you? <laughs> I loved that game. I really want to play it. I keep thinking about playing it and I keep going, but I don't remember how to play it. And yeah, I'm past the Yoda. tutorial. Oh. So if I load into it, I need like a restart the tutorial, but where I'm at in the story button so that it just reminds me what buttons to press because I'm I'm still stuck. There's games like that all the time. I think I think the worst one recently for me in recent memory was Control, which mm-hmm. oh, such an amazing game. First off, God, that game was one of the one of, underrated. And I think it was praised pretty well and it's still underrated, but so many amazing insane remedy software is easily i think the best triple a studio out there like i have they are they're my favorite that's it yeah Uh, that's that's it that's it they're they're my favorite uh storytelling studio i should say i don't know if they're the best game developers out there in the world but i will definitely say they're my current currently my favorite storytellers just like devolver digital is my favorite publisher but Nice. Yeah. Uh, speaking of publishers, this one is uh, created by 1047 Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, we're talking Splitgate now. Uh, yeah. And it's created and self-published because it's just a few people. I think they've got a lot more people now working on mm-hmm. this game. But we. Wh- when was the first time? Did you play this at TwitchCon like two years ago? No? It, it was at, so it was both at TwitchCon and it was at a DreamHack. And I, I never, I never saw it. I maybe walked by a booth, but no, I didn't play it until maybe a month ago or whenever, 
Whenever they basically first relaunched and came back and you had to wait forever to get into the into the servers. Oh, yeah. You know, I yeah. saw that in the fact I didn't write that down. I, there was I guess they had such a huge influx of players because it, it came out on consoles as mm-hmm. well as it kind of re I, it. They called it a re-release because apparently there was so much stuff different in order to make it work for consoles that they just call it a re-release. But yeah, they literally had you sit in a queue, which I will agree is one of the worst trends that happened in gaming and still does happen, (laughs) obviously, was the fact that you buy a game and typically on day one of any, a lot of games these days, for those who, who maybe aren't all that adept, I don't know how many people listen to this. I mean, I feel people who listen to this who are part of our our audience know gaming more than they know movies and TV shows. But Mm -hmm. most games, not, I don't know most, but a lot of games require you to be online at all times. Meaning you do, you you have to be connected to the internet just in order to play Mm -hmm. the game. Like it won't let you, Destiny is a good example. It literally will not let you in past the start screen unless you're you're connected to the internet and Splitgate is one because it's an only multiplayer game so there's no campaign or anything anyways so there's not much you can do uh but a lot of games now on the very first day they have you sit in a queue so you buy the game you sit in line at gamestop (laughs) no one sits in line at gamestops at midnight releases that's not a thing anymore but the, you, you sit in line, you get your game, you download it, you spend all this time, and then you hop on, and then you wait in a queue where you're like 10,000 in the queue as as they're loading people into the game slowly over time. And it's but is not that even... better or worse than actually waiting in line at a store and being cold? Worse. Way worse. Because I already spent the money on it. I want to just play the game. But you didn't have to wait to buy it. But now I'm just waiting afterwards. So I've already had the joy of spending the money for it, and now I'm just not getting the product. The joy of spending the money. I don't know if that's really the joyful part for me. It's All of it's not joyful. That's the problem. But it makes sense, right? You can't hold that against game companies. No. Servers, In a multiplayer people, yeah, game. And, oh, what was... What was the the division? The division was pretty bad for a while with it for the first few weeks of it. Um, but yeah, it's not as simple as everyone's like, just buy more servers. Like the game companies yeah. just need to do more servers. It's not. Doesn't if only like it was that. that simple, right? It's not yeah. as simple as just get more servers and all of a sudden more things work. It's typically how the games are coded, their networking and stuff like that, that <laughs> can only handle so many people connecting to each other uh there's there's also just buying more servers might seem like an easy solution but if you only need those more servers for a day and you had to buy them for a month or a year or you had to like buy physical servers that you're going to be stuck with for like depending on what service hosting you're using in the setup and like everything it takes to scale and you're doing all of that work and you're an indie game and you don't know whether a hundred people or 500,000 people are going to be trying to play the game. Like it's not worth it to invest when you don't know when it'll fix itself in a week. Exactly. Well, this was, I mentioned that I played this two years ago. I think, Mm -hmm. I think it's been two years at this point at TwitchCon. 
uh, the Twitch gaming convention. They had this game there. Yeah. It wasn't the first time they showed it off, but they had it there. Devs were night. The devs are awesome, first off. Uh, I know I sat down and I, I think I spent... I think I spent the most amount of time at at the Splitgate booth than I did the convention floor. I'm an, I'm, an <laughs> I'm a socially awkward person, so even at a convention where I'm surrounded by like minded people, uh, mm-hmm. which we'll get into packs. Ooh, that's true. Ooh. Which actually, now that I think about it, you could have a guest next week who was actually at packs. At that PAX? could be a good episode for next week. Ooh. Who could this person be? Is it somebody that we know? I know it's Torben. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, I know like six people going. So I was like, I have so many options yeah, in my head right now. I was like, who are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I actually, <laughs> I don't think I know. I think he's the only person I know who's actually going. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to throw that out on Twitter. I want to find out if, if I know absolutely anyone who's going. It's going to be a sad <laughs> show. I'm just, I just know. PAX is always... Convention season is literally my favorite time of the year. I basically save money the entire year so that mm-hmm. I can just blow it all at gaming conventions. <laughs> and it's going to be a sad, sad one this year. I don't think I know anyone who's going to it, so I'm not going to be, like, hanging out, going to, like, Fogo to Chow with someone, or not someone, mm-hmm. a bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, having all these, we have all these yearly traditions at PAX partying at, at, at near the aquarium in Seattle and things like that. I'm just, I'm is, and that's just, that's on the outside, it, which is hanging out with people, which is what I care more about than anything else. Of course, as you do, but the actual convention hall itself, I don't, are there, is there any, is there going to be anything there? <laughs> like they have giant expo halls and stuff and it's always beautiful. PAX West is definitely i think the most grand of the paxes from what i hear mm-hmm. uh, they, they go really big scale uh, again it's it's an experience that i feel even if you're not that big into gaming you should go check out at least one time i would suggest pax yeah. west as yours or dreamhack but uh dreamhacks i think definitely more specified hey you're into esports and a lot of i mean there's more than just esports for sure but it's a lot more concentrated in the kind of kind of stuff that's there um, well both packs and dreamhack the benefit there is that they're everywhere so yes. if you're not in the pacific northwest to go i say to you PAX go west, i say you make the trip over to the west because it, it is I, it's just more grand it's just so grand and you walk into the like, hall and you're like every single time every single time i've ever gone with somebody new their first time walking the the floor, you just see their mouth drop because they are just not expecting what is happening. Yeah, I mean, I I personally say don't go on vacation to a gaming convention, but that's just me. Oh, I agree with that too. I mean, uh, like, I uh, okay, no, maybe I disagree on that, <laughs> but <laughs> I I try. That's to keep what it would have to I, be to travel. Yeah, right. Uh. I guess is a specific kind. I know I know for you and me at this point, a lot of it is businessy and worky mm-hmm. at times. I learned my lesson, I think, after one year that I do try to keep it as casual as I can now. I do try and work some business stuff, whatever, whatever that may be, hosting an event or something. I do try and do a bit of that. 
but I try and keep myself open enough so that I can just enjoy my time there. I learned my mm. lesson after a few years of that. So yeah, we're supposed to be talking about Splitgate. It's fine. It's, Don't worry it's about fine. It. We'll get to it eventually. So Joker first played Splitgate at TwitchCon, which is one of these big gaming conventions that we're talking about. So roll back the clock. What was it like that? Well, what year was it? Was it 2018? 2019. 2019. No, 20, yeah, 20... Mm, 19. Yeah, 2019. <laughs> Got it. All right. So we don't have to roll that too far. But yeah, I don't remember. Like, I, I'll be... You spent it, the whole convention there, but you yes. don't well, So I remember playing it. I remember how it feeling and stuff like that. But I was thinking about it earlier. If I put playing the game now and how I played it back then... I could not tell you the differences. I mean, there's mm-hmm. the main ones like, you know, obviously they didn't have battle passes and the menus and stuff were, were all changed around a little bit. And like there's some big obvious changes of just a game that's being showcased versus a game that's fully released. But actually playing the game, like the gameplay of shooting portals and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't, don't remember, remember many of the differences. I couldn't pick out like oh it looked differently or oh you had better jetpack abilities and stuff but you remember the game right it's not like just playing the game a couple weeks ago you were like oh brand new game like you remember the experience you just don't remember a lot of differences okay yeah no i i that's good i will say coming coming from halo it's definitely fun i mean if you talk to the devs they are hardcore halo fans like they are diehard okay. halo fans and uh that's why they wanted these like they wanted to make their own version of halo because mm-hmm. they personally and i, I don't want to speak for them obviously but talking to them i know they're not as big of fans of the current halo games as they were of the original right they're in that boat where they were like halo 3 is the best halo game and it will be forever that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. You don't have to like the new Halo games made by 343 and stuff like that. Uh, it's your own own opinion for whatever you want, right? So, but they're, that that's a large part of the Halo community. And they are in that boat, and they just haven't been as happy with the, the current Halo games, so they wanted to make their own. They wanted to make one that they would be happy with, but then they also just wanted to throw portals into it to make it more I, fun, because I, who doesn't like portals? I don't blame them. Okay, so... I do want to ask because I, I always find devs interesting. I always think developers are super cool. What do you remember about them? Like, give us the, the personality bio. Like, if you've ever watched The Mentalist or Lie to Me, you know, give me give me the breakdown. They're smart nerds. <laughs> I don't remember what they look like at all, to be honest. If I ran into them, I would not I would not be able to recognize them. Uh, okay. What I could tell you is like they were just they just, they were really passionate about this. We talk about it in the facts section, but they both they roomed together in college, so that's how they actually met. Um, but this is this was a it started out as just a love for gaming, and <sighs> it was a family project to an extreme. I mean, literally, there was four people that initially worked on this game. It was the two people who roomed. Or I, four, I guess maybe six. I think it was. I think you're right that it was four originally. Well, it was basically their parents where were were the other people. Um, I think they did. I think they did have one one person who was an artist, or two people that were artists, or something like that. 
but one of them was the game designer one of them was the programmer their mom was basically their producer was the, the okay the, yeah and then i think their dad helped out with some of the business and marketing and stuff like that uh, okay company side of things so that's and cool. that was how it started i think it's, it's obviously obviously expanded a lot i don't know mm -hmm. how big the team is now i think they actually they might have they might have shed and i don't know if i wrote it down let me look up 1047 games really quick um i'm sure they've hired so many roles so they did they did a Kickstarter, I believe, to kind of help with the the re-release, and it blew up. Right. And I think someone donated like an obscene amount. Angel investors or another company or 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 something donated a ton of money to buy them more servers so that more people could play. Yes, I mean they. I, I actually I have it in our facts section. We do have a small facts section. Yeah. If you want to right. just jump into those, you might you might as well. Okay, jump into the facts. So we don't have as much for this section as like a movie where there's 8 billion different uh, actors and, and fun things, stuff, Yeah, but that's okay. So the game originally released in early access, August 25th, 2021, and on console, July 27th, 2021. Hold on, that, that's, I, obviously yes. that's not how that works. <laughs> so the game fully... Yeah, the game fully released. My apologies. Yeah, okay. August so, 25th, 2019. I wrote 2021. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. So the game originally released early access in August of 2019. Came around to console July 2021. And then they fully released the game August 25th, 2021. So if you're wondering why you've seen Splitgate blowing up recently... It's because they basically had this second release push and they had a Kickstarter and they had all this media around them and all of these people suddenly wanted to play. And as much as Joker hates waiting in line, exclusivity drives interest. We know that that is true. Yes. I agree. <laughs> so the Starfield. waiting... Yeah, the waiting in line, the not quite accessible the well everyone else is playing and i want to play and i can't yet so i'm gonna have to sit here and wait in line i'm gonna talk about waiting in line i'm gonna make my friends come and wait in line with me very effective probably not an intentional marketing strategy from splitgate but very effective and that's why the game kind of blew up um and you're gonna see a lot of it on tiktok you're gonna see a lot of people playing not necessarily super popular on twitch yet but we'll see you no know, we'll talk about that because i have my thoughts on that i want to slap I'm gonna slap down the Splitgate community just for a minute, uh, in a positive way, of course. Okay, but... <laughs> yeah. in a positively reviewed, positive way. Right. You want to finish the facts first, and then we'll. Review oh or yeah. Is it now? yeah. Okay. Uh, Co-found, yeah. Co-founded is by Ian Prolix and Nicholas Bagamian. I don't know how to say those. I tried. That's fine. While well, at Stanford, so I mentioned that, and I I did the little deep dive into it. So, but you yeah. Can uh, so Splitgate has had over 600,000 downloads in the first month of release, which is pretty impressive. And it has raised over 10 million from investors as of May 2021. So that was part of the Kickstarters and stuff like that. Yes. Is they, they, yeah, they raised over $10 million. So they, people believe in this. Like it's a, it's a game. This is a, considered an indie game for sure. It's a very yeah. small amount of people who made it just mm -hmm. for free um it was they basically spent no money on it it was just their time and 
then they made $10 million. So um, I, this is how I know. They they now, I think, have a full development team and stuff like that. So I don't know how big the studio is. I, I looked up. I don't think I could. I didn't see if they had updated any of the. Yeah, I don't think they, they've mentioned how many people are actually working at the studio right now. So I might be able to check on their actual website, but. They're probably in the midst of uh, hiring wildness. Right. Yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot going on with it that we'll we'll see. They got a lot of plans for this in the future, which is good. I mean, it's it's not even fully it's not even uh well, I guess te- yeah. Te- technically it's fully released. Yes, it is. They're on season 0 is what they call it. So they're not even on season 1. Um I know they're adding crossplay and stuff like that into the game. So right now you can't play if you're on Xbox, you can't play with PC players. But when the game is officially released, which I think is just when season one starts, because it technically mm-hmm. already is. Because it's season it zero be, right now. Right, it's season zero. <laughs> uh, they will be doing crossplay in the game. So and that'll be that'll be nice. So well, I guess before we continue, before we get in, I guess we I, we normally have our news section, and now I have what what I've coined <laughs> watching the shadows, which uh-huh. is a good play. Do you get it? Uh huh. Do, do, do you get the joke? I mean, I know what we do in the shadows is a thing, but I haven't it's seen a, it. A, uh, yeah, ne- neither have I. I haven't watched it either, but it got it's a it. Show. I've heard Excellent. it's pretty funny. I mean, I think it's written, isn't it? Partially written by James Gunn. Or I don't know. Taki- Maybe it's Takai Wadidi. It's one of the. What the heck was that? I, I don't know. know. I don't think they came through. I heard a noise. It's fine. So, <laughs> it, I thought it was a good joke. It's not, but it was a good joke. Uh huh. So, but you got any news or any anything that you've been watching watching this last week? Anything I've been watching? I uh, restarted Vampire Diaries, which I think we talked about last week. So I'm still in the middle of that. And I am about to finish season four of The Resident. And season five starts at the end of September. So I'm I'm very close to finishing season four. And it's been a very good season. So it's been really fun to watch. Good to know. I gotta I gotta hop on that resident train and stuff like that. I know it's it's really I, good. I started my last uh, last person I a significant other was a. Uh, she got me into it a bit, so I definitely need it. So you have seen some of it. Very little, but yes. Got it. it. Has... Was was she a uh, gossip girl? Not a gossip girl. A uh, Gilmore Girls fan. It's a, it's a <laughs> shared shared. It was a shared actor. Oh the, the, yeah. The main and the resident was was in that. Emily Van Camp is who I'm I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Well, I right. said, "There's, there's your Marvel connection." I know. That's why I figured. I was like, "Oh, you'll mm-hmm. like it. You'll get to see the well, power." I also broker. like Revenge. I haven't finished yeah, it, Revenge but I started good. Revenge with her too, and that's why she got into the Resonance because she loved Revenge, and then made me start watching Revenge. And Revenge is good. So, Reven- yeah, Revenge is very good. Right. Uh. Okay. So nothing, nothing new. You're kind of just going through some series for yourself. I, I, I could have sworn I had watched something else, but I can't think of what it would be. You watch a lot of Dota 2 as you played it instead of Splitgate. That's true. That <laughs> did happen. There was also a Dota tournament on. Oh, nice. 
I've been watching. There's been a lot of like Smash tournaments and stuff going on, and I'm loving it. I like. I, I watch a lot of Smash, and there's a lot of tournaments just going on. Brawlhalla just had a big mm-hmm. tournament, which my brother is very into that game, so I like to keep up to date with it every once in a while. Um, Didn't even know you had a brother. Today I learned. Have I? Did I ever? I thought we. You. Thought that's we fine. You know what? That just took me. It took me for a second to process that. Okay. Good to know you didn't know. I also have a mother and a father. Uh, I did figure that one out. <laughs> I've been. Let's see. I've been watching The Warrior. I talked about mm-hmm. it last week. I'm still watching. Yep. I'm on the final. Ooh, the last episode I just watched. I've been like slowly eking that series out because i don't want it to end it's it's definitely a series i'm like i just i don't want to rip through this and then end it and then have nothing to do with my life so (laughs) i'm on the final episode of the first season and Mm -hmm. it's so good it's so i'm really excited for this last episode but i still gotta watch the second season and we do know they're getting a third one so yay for that and then that was pretty much i think really other than that i've been keeping up with a lot of honestly youtube yeah, I, I could talk about that, I guess. I've been yeah. getting into Corridor Digital a bit, okay. which is a YouTube channel. I actually um, heard of that one. Yeah, so they were... It's weird how this... It's weird how, how these channels break off. So uh, if you don't know the YouTube atmosphere a lot, for those who, who aren't as prevy to it, there's not a lot of creators that were around 10 years ago that are still around mm-hmm. now. Well... Still around now doing the same content that they used to do, I should say. Almost and everyone, still relevant. And still relevant, yeah. I mean, there's still yeah. plenty of them that are, are around and they're making stuff and they're just kind of going through it now. They're just going through the motions and they're, mm-hmm. they're going to they're gonna get support from people. But this was a studio that was kind of originally built around people like Freddie Wong, who had, mm-hmm. who Freddie Wong was did a bunch of action videos he basically did a bunch of action youtube he eventually made the video game high school which i love that series but uh i know it was not the best acting and it was not there was some there was definitely some fundamental problems with it but i loved it i loved the heck out of it um but yeah so he made the studio rocket jump and these people who initially started Corridor Digital, I believe, worked with Freddy a whole lot on a lot of his projects and kind of did their own things. But they're visual effects artists and a bunch of other. And now now their studio, Corridor Digital, has broken off into like two, three or four other channels called like Node and a bunch of other stuff as well. So they, mm-hmm. they have even their own stuff that they've broken off into. But so it, they've moved into this and they just specialize in visual effects stuff. They basically run a bunch of stuff like they do a lot of cool videos like racing an AI to see if they can edit stuff. They had one where it was editing someone out of a video, basically a non non green screen video, mm-hmm. taking oh, him gosh. out so that they could use it. And they had an AI to see if they could do it faster and basically the ai beat them all because it was a brand new ai that's able to do it really quick and it was it looked really good um they did use a different tool i don't remember what it was called that actually did it almost as fast though like they kind of tied each other so uh and and you know before you have you'd have to do it by hand where you have to mask out literally you would go in and have to do the little dots around around the person and mask out literally every single frame and that's how they used to do in movies and stuff like that but they do that is they recreate old vfx shots and Mm -hmm. 
my favorite series by them right now is Stuntman and Visual Effects Artist React. So it's a React series. But it's basically a deep dive into older movies and they just show like old stunts or they show new stunts like the John Wick stunts or something and they talk about kind of the process that it takes to make some of those. And I don't know. I'm I'm into those things. I like I like the whole how things are made. Um and I like visual effects and stuff like that. So but that's what I've been nice. getting really into. So I watch a lot of that. Yeah, I did. I did find a podcast today earlier. That was interesting. What podcast? Uh, unladylike, unlady, something is is interesting. It it's a mixture of they have these really good guests come on and and talk about different things. Um, so the first episode I listened to was really good about millennial burnout. And then they have other episodes where listeners write in and ask for advice. And the one that cracked me up was a woman wrote in and said, how do I politely tell people to mind their own business? Ever since I got married, they keep asking me when I'm going to have kids. And both the women (laughs) were like, well, you know what? You could tell them. (laughs) And it was very entertaining and they were very funny. But then they had good advice, too. They were like, if you want a nice way to do it. You could do it this way. Keep in mind, that's a super personal question. So you don't have yeah. to be polite. <laughs> and it was really funny. Yeah, basically, they were like, they, they, they told some really funny stories about that. And uh, it was it was just fun to listen to um, because it's I mean, it's obviously got a feminist angle to it. It's called Unladylike, but it didn't feel heavy handed like it felt just just like you were listening to this cool, it just felt like you were listening to two friends talk about the stuff that was going on and bringing on people who knew what they were talking about to kind of answer different common questions. And it was cool. I, I had fun I'll listening probably, to it. I'll probably check it out. I listen to a lot of podcast when I'm at work. That's basically all I do because I can just listen to stuff the whole time. So I just, I just ripped yeah. through podcasts and I'm kind of bored of my stock podcast. So, uh, I need new ones. And so I'll, I'll go check that out because I, I also think, I've been listening to one called No Dumb Answers with Mark and Brad, which is from Rooster oh, Team. Okay. But the concept of the podcast is basically it's three lesbians. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they they work for two guys, two just like stereotypical jock, chat, chat, two typical, yeah, stereotypical Chad people called Mark and Brad. They're not real uh-huh. people. Uh, they actually uh-huh. do have two people at Rooster Teeth who play the characters of Mark and Brad, but uh-huh. um, yeah. So they're the three ladies work at the studio for them, who they have this podcast, but they end up always forgetting to show up, or they don't show up to the podcast. And the <laughs> ladies have to take God. over and do it, and it's actually really good. It's really funny. Um, yeah, and and so yeah, I'm totally down for all that stuff. So. Surprisingly, you would think I think a lot of people when they hear that, they're like, oh, a, a podcast of three lesbians. I know what this is about, but it's it's almost never like that. I think almost every podcast I've ever heard by a full cast of women or, or people uh, in the LGBT always has typically really good stuff and interesting stuff. And they, they're never heavy handed with anything they ever talk about. Right. They're a lot more chill than people give them credit for. Well, because usually what happens is it's like, yeah, you hear me talking about being a woman in video games or whatever all the time because it's a problem 
that I am consistently smacked in the face with. But the reality of what I want to talk about is I want to talk about video games or I want to talk about a bad boss or I want to talk about millennial burnout from that other thing. You know, so usually what ends up happening is there's that identity and people assume that that identity is what's going to be the central thing. But really, you know, people really don't go, hey, I'm a lesbian, like, this is what the podcast has to be about. They go, hey, I'm a person, here's what I'm interested in that happens to also, kind of thing. And so it's it's nice to it's nice to see products where people do get to be themselves and not have that as their defining fact, not feel like they have to have that forced as their defining factor. Like, it's fine if you want that to be the focal point, but you shouldn't have to have it be one. So that's cool. Oh. Now I want to listen to that. Yeah, hopefully. Well, I'm worried because I they might have ended the series after know. they've only had one season. I don't know how well it was doing. Uh, it was fun, mm-hmm. but they just had a series finale where they actually brought Mark and ba- Brad back for the <gasps> first time, and it was it was I will say that it was funny for the first bit, but they kept with it the whole time. After the first forty minutes, I was like, all right, it's funny, <laughs> but they just it, it totally different format but i was i was mm-hmm. okay with it for the joke i guess and i i like the people i get it's it's one of those i listen to all the rooster teeth podcasts mm-hmm. and you definitely get that you know you you get that where you follow actors and stuff like that right like yes yeah guy you like automatically just because ryan reynolds is in it and it's the same yeah. idea with podcasts is i grew up watching rooster teeth and i still i still do so whenever I hear the people who I used to watch or I know work for this company that I love, I instantly have a little bit more enjoyment towards it that I think other mm-hmm. people do. So I think that's part of it. But um, yeah, when they brought Mark and Brad back, they stuck with it where they they really just kind of push Kayla is the, the normal host, but they just kind of pushed her out of the podcast and they just kind of ignored her. And, you know, she's really into crypto and stuff like that. And so they brought it up. They're like, hey, we just discovered crypto. You probably don't understand anything about it. Oh my so uh, let me explain crypto. And of course, they just did a terrible. Yeah, they, they did very, very stereotypical. And for the joke of it, it was hilarious. Yeah. I loved it. So. <laughs> but, oh, my um, gosh. No, it sounds good. Yeah. So, you know, it. if you if you played a bunch of Splitgate and uh, you need something else, take your brain off Splitgate because you've heard how awesome it is from us you just got so many different media recommendations yeah yeah i did dude, i've been rambling on today haven't i that's I okay that i haven't been, i didn't even talk about xbox short long story short i tried to get the halo infinite xbox today i stayed mm-hmm. up i i worked a double so i didn't get home i worked nights so i didn't get home until eight in the morning and i basically was staring at my phone from 6 a.m until 9 30 trying to wait for this thing to go on sale at gamestop i went to take a two minute shower because i was like i you never know when this is going to happen and when it's going to drop so i'm going to take a quick shower literally two minutes and i'll pop pop back out and i'll be ready to go Mm -hmm. you know it went on sale the exact minute i walked into the shower the exact second Mm -hmm. and i ended Mm -hmm. up missing it and i'm real i i i was about this close throwing my fist through a wall and mm-hmm. i'm not the kind of person that does that but i i was i was very livid i tried to fall asleep after that and i was just angry awake <laughs> i was awake out of pure rage so that That's was fair. how my day started i'm very i'm i'm real mad about i'm real mad i'm 
my fist is going through a wall again soon here. Not again, but it will. It's going to happen. Maybe through my monitor. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I, I don't know if I'd recommend that. But, you know, a great way to take out some aggression is to pew pew do the shooty shooty in the shooty shooty game. So I'm going to talk about gaming. Yeah, let's just yeah, get into Yeah, I'm going to steer steer the train back on the tracks. It's <laughs> fine. We had, a, we had a fun podcast, uh, you know, detour. Uh, but time to talk about Splitgate. It's time to get into what is Splitgate, why you should be playing it, why it's the greatest uh, video game ever created. So Splitgate, known during development under the working title Splitgate Arena Warfare, is a free-to-play multiplayer first-person shooter video game developed and published by 1047 Games. It was released in early access on May 24th, 2019 for Linux and Microsoft Windows on Steam and on Xbox One, Xbox Series X slash S, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation 5 on July 27th, 2021. The full version of the game released on August 25th, 2021, was Season 0. It was very recent. The game revolves around Halo-inspired sci-fi combat in battle arenas where players can create wormhole portals between two points on the map that have been compared to those of the Portal series. They fire weapons or travel through these portals, which is the coolest mechanic ever. Super sick. They have, they have a lot of cool safety. We'll get into some of the esports end of things, but yeah, the it's just like the pure skill ceiling, the things that you can do with the portals, uh, was just mind blowing. Once I started seeing videos of people portal hopping and the speed run races, and it's it's awesome because the portal mechanic takes this from a normal shooter that is a dime a dozen, an arena shooter. Granted, I still think it's an awesome arena shooter because it gives me some super strong, like GoldenEye and Perfect Dark vibes. That's really, it's yeah. the first time I've felt like that in a really long time. time. Yeah. I was more sitting on like the, the Doom, honestly. The Doom I didn't for me. I, I didn't play the early ones. Um, okay. But I, just, I felt like I was playing GoldenEye. And I loved it. I have so much nostalgia around that game and like, you know, N64 arena shooters. And then you add in the portals and it really keeps it from being stale because the amount of things that you can do that is really only limited by your own creativity makes it a really awesome game because you also don't have to use them that much. Nope. Which I, uh, I was going to say, like, I know a lot of... I can't wait. This game has a crazy skill ceiling only mm -hmm. because one of the biggest things is map knowledge. Like, yeah, you might know the maps, but you might know the layouts of the maps and you might know where the weapons are and how, how you know, where spawns are. And you could know all that, which is typical like Halo knowledge. But the other uh, the, the much deeper aspect that's going to take forever to people to learn is knowing where all of the portable port portable portable <laughs> yes the, in the, the game you cannot turn everything into a portal there's no. this grid like matrix Certain in order walls. to create a yeah. portal you must do it within that grid matrix so what joker's attempting to say is you have to learn where the portal matrices are yeah. which portable there's a lot of maps not correct by the way, you can't say portable walls. They're not movable walls. The portal a bull. Portal a bull. Portal a bull. Yeah, exactly. 
So, and knowing knowing exactly where they are in relation to where you shot the last portal is gonna take a while. And I've started doing that. I'm now at the point where I'm literally, I'm having a hard time remembering which portal I shot when is where I'm struggling sometimes. So I have to take an extra second to like reshoot. But I don't know if people have seen that the video of the dev, they're like, hey, the devs are good at this game where the guy mm -hmm. literally was just like, shooting a portal every half a second and he was just traveling across the map just rapid firing until he ran into an enemy and then just shot him down that's what i've started to try and do is just like look for wherever the walls are connected because that's that's for me some of it is like i feel there either should be more walls or more strategic places because there's certain times where i throw my portal somewhere and i go through it and then i'm like trying to throw another portal and there's nothing around me to really travel anywhere and i'm just like i just but i'm sure there is and i just don't know the maps well enough so. well and and once you learn you know maybe you wouldn't have thrown that portal in there in the first place because you right. know that it'll get you in a stuck spot yeah no that's but this was cool is when i jumped in and played i'm not an fps player i just have very little experience which means by nature i just don't aim well and <laughs> The first thing Neither that do this I. game... I have been playing FPS <laughs> my entire life. It's been 22 years and I'm still not good at that, so you're fine. The great thing that the devs did is, so I'm a MOBA player. We play on super high sensitivity, DPL, like everything. Like I am just zooming across the map uh, and, you know, just like my mouse is all over the place. And... Uh, it's hard for this one of the reasons it's hard for me to play FPSs because I can't like I refuse to turn my mouse settings down. I don't want to mess with them. Dota is my main game and I, I, I don't like changing things. But in Splitgate, when you jump in the auto settings, the sensitivity is way lower. So even if you come in with like a high DPI, the sensitivity set super low so that you can actually still shoot. That might be stuff. for you. I still lower my sensitivity even more than what it what it gives me. I'm just throwing it out there. So. I'm sure that FPS players in general do. Like, I can't. I still need some level of zooming, but what? I find the aiming. I get so many headshots in that game. Like, I love playing the headshot mode because I'm just like, pew, 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 pew. This is awesome. <laughs> what, and I what never your, have that experience. What is your mouse DPI? Um, I think it lives on 1800. Oh my God. <laughs> I run like 200 or 400, basically. <laughs> Although I apparently need, people are, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum where people are surprised mm -hmm. how low my DPI is. That which is again, four, most people run like is... 400 and 600 is relatively standard. Yeah, 200 is I low. Run People, people come to us. A lot of people who play FPSs look at my my stream when I play, and they're like, "Hey, you need to lower your sensitivity a bit more." And I'm like, "I can't go any lower. I'm playing on point one sensitivity at like a 200 DPI. I don't know what else you want from me." So they're like, "Oh, that's very low." You know? <laughs> they're like, "Oh, I mean, I guess." Uh, I just got it. Conclusion that I'm just I'm just Garbo, so Garbo, uh -huh. it's fine. Uh, I make up for that in being able to actually use portals. So I can't wait. I can't wait till see how this game plays when people actually learn how to use portals. Because 
most of the time when you play, there's currently two types of players in the game. And one of them is the correct way in the current state of the game. And I say correct way with quotations because it's still a sucky mm -hmm. way. Is there's the people who just barely use portals. They will sometimes they're like, oh, I, hey, I need to get up to this higher floor. So I'll just I take a minute and I have to like sit there and process. OK, how do I shoot portals again? Because I don't use portals at all and I don't know how to use them. <laughs> uh, or there's the other type where it's like I put a portal in the middle of the map and then I go hide in a corner with another portal and then I just look through it and wait for people to come through the through the area. So I shoot them through the portal. Because the game has a mechanic where you can shoot through portals, yeah. which allows you to basically you could shoot through behind people and then shoot in front, you know, shoot in a corner and then you can just sit there and look through it. So there's a lot of camping going on, which I think is a big problem with it, um, because the alternative is if you're on if if the portals are not yours, you mm -hmm. can't see through them. You just see kind of this blank uh portal effect but you yeah. can shoot back and they do have it where if you see an enemy so if you aim through the portal and you do come across an enemy who's on the other side your reticle does turn red so you can see through them blindly you blindly see through them if that makes any sense <laughs> it's, it's a little confusing but it's it kind of like it's a good when you that yeah, when you play snipers or anything like that, or I, I mean, I've killed people through their own portals where people just stand there and they just try and look through and they don't expect people to shoot back. So when you shoot back, they just continue to stand there and then they die. So it's kind of like when you have aim assist and and smokes where someone smokes and then they walk through the smoke and you're not supposed to be able to see them, but you have aim assist. And so yes. you just slow drag the cursor and wait for it to stick. Right. Yeah, it, that's definitely a thing. Um, so it's kind of like that, but waiting for the cursor to change color. Exactly. I am curious well, now thinking about that, what kind of accessibility mode Splitgate has, though, because red, green, color, like... They, 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 have, a, they have a huge... Uh, not huge, but they do have colorblind modes for their, okay. their, their thing. So. I, I assumed they would have had to because they have such primary colors that are common colorblind colors, but right. I hadn't actually looked yet. Yeah, it's, it's one of the big things they have. And they even they even show you how they look. They have the, the... I think they have a physical colorblind test in the game while you do it, mm -hmm. right? Is that when you change it, it pops up the numbers with the the little dots or whatever at, at different different colors lying on top of each other so you might not be able to see some so um i will tell you there's definitely a skill difference between pc and console and i know that's just that's true in general but it's bad it's <laughs> real bad i played xbox for the first time a few days ago i don't I did I did the camp strat where I just shot a portal in the middle of the map. Mm -hmm. I think I that that was very it was upsetting to me. I was like, this isn't even fun. They just I keep running know. through the same doorway. So so you played on console, same right. account or a different account? Different account. They don't have cross progression. Okay, that's what I figured. The first many, many games that you play are against bots. Oh, that would be it. That would they be don't tell they you that you're against. Yeah, they don't tell you that you're against bots. But I was, like bots. I was decimating lobbies, 
the first couple of hours I played, I was killing everybody. If I queued with a real person who had been playing, not for much longer than me, right? So not like it was a high elo or anything. Suddenly I was getting destroyed. And I was like, okay, something's up here. And then all of it, and I started paying attention to the usernames in my game. And I'm like, these are not real because the capitalization, capitalization, like every time there was a new word in the name, it was capitalized. And I was like, that people don't do that. That's what like, I do. Very few people do that. <laughs> uh, and there weren't like random O's instead of zeros or zeros right. instead of O's. And there weren't random numbers and stuff. And I was like, these are not real people. And then after I played a bit away with more that on Steam, though, right? You don't see a lot of O's and X's on Steam because people can just have whatever name that they want because you can have yeah. you can have the same username as other people. People still do it, though, because right. a lot of people come over from console world and they keep their name the same. That's true. Yeah. And uh, that's anyway. So so you play against bots at first to make you feel good, which is a great PUBG Mobile did that. Everybody played PUBG Mobile was like, I'm so good. I'm destroying everybody. And then everyone eventually realized that your first couple of games are against bots. So you get hooked to the game and you have fun playing it. And it gives you a safe way to learn all of the mechanics. And I have not seen this officially posted anywhere. It's not an official confirmation, uh, but they were 100% bots because there was a very clear flip in who I was playing against all of a sudden when I was queuing. I, I don't think very I noticeable as much on PC for sure. But I haven't, I'll be honest, I haven't been struggling that much on PC in general. I'm still technically a low level, so maybe the skill-based matchmaking in it hasn't fully mm -hmm. kicked in yet. But regardless, I, I don't know. I'm still, this is, I want to get into this a little bit. I think this is one of the reasons why people are enjoying it so much, is a lot of people are coming into this game who are old Halo, who are Halo people, uh, and they're decimating, and they're just obsessed with this game. I have heard... <laughs> I have heard on numerous occasions from numerous people, they're like, yo, this is the next big esports. And I'm like, okay, let's settle down a little bit. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I praise the game developers. These guys did an amazing job with this game. It's very fun. They've made a good game, but the part of the popularity of this game is out of boredom. Uh, people mm -hmm. are bored. There's not a lot that's come out as of late that I think people are like really into. Uh, and people are just, they're waiting for Halo. This is this is that that taste of Halo without it being Halo mm -hmm. that they're looking for, right? People are bored of MCC. They're not playing Halo Five. Everyone is waiting for Halo Infinite, and to get their Halo fix, and they're playing Splitgate, and they're doing very well. I have yeah. a friend who he's gotten a lot better. We we we've been training him in the art of competitive gaming, especially in esports. He started mm -hmm. out as a very not good player, and he's he's become a very good player. Actually, I, I watched some of the. He started out with one of those that whenever you you we played Apex Legends, right? So we trained him on mm -hmm. Apex Legends, basically. And initially, you start out, and every time he gets into a fight, you're like, okay, well, I'm just gonna assume he's gonna die, and we're just gonna focus on what we're doing, and we'll help him out later because he's gonna go down no matter what. Or it's like if we vote with. We, me and the, uh, you know, the other teammate die and he's the only one left alive. We're like, and that's going to be the game. We lose. Right. But now he can clutch out every once in a while. He actually wins the fights and I can trust him that if he gets into a fight, I now am able to trust that he can survive at least and win, win that every once in a while. So he's, he's gotten a lot better. 
uh the difference is extreme and he's obsessed with this game because i think he's also just destroying people in this game currently (laughs) it's so fun it's again as someone who's not an fps player who really struggles it's once you get into people who are really good at portals it can be a little demoralizing to just get wrecked by someone shooting you and you have no idea where it's from that's that's where i'm that's the direction I'm, i'm trying to jump into that early because yeah most people again i i I'm a little bored of the game and not out of I'm not enjoying it, but that is the secret, right? That's the other type of yeah. player is, is you is or or maybe not you, but not me. Yeah, I'm working on it, though. You put I'm a portal in the it. middle of the map and you just sit there and you stare through it and then you just camp the entire game in the corner and you just wait for people to come by and shoot. That's it. Right. And I learned That's, once you do that, you get I get so many more kills doing that. And I'm just like, I'm don't I don't like this. I'm, I'm bored of this. <laughs> You will get wrecked with that when you get when you get the people who are really good with portals and doing the because there's that little ledge. So after you create a portal and you go through it, there's a little ledge you can stand on and it like keeps the portal open and you can kind of have three portals up at once. Like you can sort of mess with it and there's portal hopping and I have played against people who are significantly better than i am i won't say they're really good um but i have queued with other people with a lot more hours in the game and and gotten people who just wreck you and they are not sitting in one place camping a portal they are moving they are all over the place just wrecking face those are the people who are going to be decimating and that's that's exactly what i'm working on is i got to learn the maps more than anything to to get there i got a corner portal kill uh the last time i played I didn't realize it was a thing. Like if someone was chasing you, you leave a portal behind and then throw one out ahead of you and then shoot them as they turn the corner. And that happened to me. And I was like, what? This is the worst. And I was super mad. And then I was in the same map. And so I heard someone chasing me and I did it. And I just shot right through. And I was like, I got a corner portal kill. I did it. I saw it. I copied it. I did it. Look at me. I'm so proud. And I was so proud. Have have you gotten just a portal kill yet? Well, I got a... That was a portal kill. Well, no, you kill someone with the portal. You can do that? Yes. So you can... You, you know you can manually portal? close portals? So oh, you can yeah. manually close portals. Uh-huh. You can also do it just by... I think I got it just by shooting a portal somewhere. That if someone yeah. is going through the portal, the second that you close that portal, it will insta- instantly kill them. Oh, no, I have not done that. Yeah, there's a, there's a achievement for it too. It's one of the challenge. I think it's one of the challenges for the season pass. That's it's got to be really hard because again, not many people run through other. It's a gamble running through other people's portals because you can't yeah. see what the other end looks like. So there's times I've run through and then I'm like, "There's four people here." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's like panic, panic. I, I just I do not. Yeah, I regret my decision. This game, I think it's great. I, I like I said, I think I think that I don't blame the devs. I think people are praising it a little more. I think I think people are more obsessed with this game than they should be. I think it's a very good game that people should be playing. I hope to see it grow. But like I said, when people are being it like this is going to be the next big esports, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. let's let's settle down a little bit. Don't get me wrong. I think there's plenty of esports potential in this game. But saying it's going to be the next hotness on the level, well, whatever the, Call of Duty or Apex or something that it, it's not, it's not there yet. Okay. Well, the the problem with that is what people also don't realize is that very few esports are properly grassroots, um, right. especially big ones, right? So, 
Uh, Dota is going to be seen as, oh yeah, it's grassroots. There's all these uh, third-party tournaments that kept it alive for forever. No, Dota 2 launched with a $1.6 million tournament back in 2011 when that kind of money did not exist in esports at all. We are talking like $2,000 tournaments or like tournaments where hardware was the price. Okay, $1.6 million. Apex, the entire pro series, I'm sure that that is all respawn. We know that League of Legends is all riot funding everything because that's how they work like rlcs is run by psionics esports like PUBG, that's that's run by PUBG's not blue hole anymore is it i don't know whoever's PUBG now so Vincent. they yeah, own all yeah. of it so it doesn't matter it's yeah so splitgate may have gotten 10 million dollars in in funding but that 10 million dollars is for servers and hiring no people and expanding out the game. They're not gonna say, okay, we got 10 million from investors. Let's take 5 million of that and create like a mini esports circuit. Because you're gonna be able to run like two or three tournaments with that. That's it. Yeah. Like it's not as much money as you think it is sports because esports is expensive. is expensive. And it doesn't make you money. Nope. No, it does not. <laughs> Like there are non-esport games I would, or, or I mean yeah. I would go with the marketing ploy of like do one. Do one big one for like five hundred thousand dollars and just call it good. You know you're gonna lose money, but if you're if you're the size of this game, you can use the publicity more than anything. I think there's um, better ways to get publicity than esports tournament though, to be honest. Yeah, well, I, I think pro ams, streamers and pro ams, which is what they're right. doing. So exactly. they're they're running tournaments with Xbox. And they're doing these $10,000 tournaments every week or every couple of weeks. And all they really need to do is, while the cheating is really, really bad in Warzone and Halo's not out yet, is you've got big streamers who are bored and FPS titles drive the majority of viewership on streaming platforms. And so you just need to hope that Apex, something happens in Apex that it just falls apart. And then those streamers turn to Splitgate. That's what's going to happen because they have to have something for the community to watch. Um, so exactly, that's yeah. exactly. And that, that's uh, exactly what I'm trying to say is that they. Uh, they need the publicity. And so having having what you said, like streamer tournaments and stuff like that will will help the reception of it in general. And uh, talking about the reception, I, I did actually put on scores for the game it had a mm -hmm. 68 by metacritic and a 7 out of 10 for ign so not even that high of scores but uh this my point is the community reception is a lot higher people are obsessed with this game so. yeah i mean what what did among us what were the what did among us score back in 2018 when it came oh, out I don't know. you know yeah, like community decides a lot of things i think you're right that splitgate's biggest downfall is I would say almost the lack of stuff to do. Um, yeah. It's, I have a ton of fun playing it, um, but I have about an hour and a half or two hours in me. There's a lot of different modes. I think they did an amazing job having all, different all modes. Halo. Yeah, it's all Halo modes, most of them. Uh, there might be one or two that's not. Yeah, they're really good. They're really fun. Halo at least, but yeah. Yeah, they're good. They're fun. Um, Halo has a campaign. Splitgate does mm -hmm. not. I don't blame them for that. Um, but you like it's fun to play arena shooters and it's it's fun to play with your friends. But if your friends aren't around, it can be fun to go and play the campaign. 
Um, and I think they could benefit even if they made it. This is what I'd love to see because I don't think enough shoot. Not that I play a lot of shooters. So I don't know if this happens or not. But in fighting games, the campaign is basically fight this character. Fight right. this. Like when you play the Soul Calibur campaign, you're just fighting different characters. I think it would be really interesting rather than creating a whole story to create a campaign that is a bunch of challenges, kind of like a Beat Saber story mode where you're beating different songs and you're learning different mechanics while you do it. So it gotcha. becomes an extended tutorial. Yeah, but gets, extended tutorial. Yeah, gets really hard. There's leaderboards with the times it takes to do things. So the speedrunners, you know, are looking to get up inside that global leaderboard with racing through things. And uh, I think that I think that a good would example be of, fun uh, and engaging. A good example you can go is Overwatch. Over well, Overwatch Two I think is going to have a fully fledged campaign apparently, but Overwatch has had a lot of like campaign esque things that they they've done throughout throughout their lifespan. So, um, where yeah, they, they, I, they, they had like story connected to it, and they've had like mm -hmm. these horde modes and stuff like that that they've kind of had instead. So, but I think instead of connecting a story to it, because story runs out, right. I think it would be really interesting to connect challenges to it rather yeah, than well, straight I mean, up that's, story. That's part of it. I mean, like I was saying, is Overwatch didn't they had story elements, but that was uh, fell to the wayside more than anything. It was like they had, like I said, is they had like a horde mode. It was just you mm -hmm. had to try and survive five waves with whatever characters you and your your small team decide to play with. Um and you had to, you had different difficulties and a lot of stuff like that. So it was kind of a challenge mode more than anything. Yeah. So. Well, and the seasonal Overwatch events were fun. I did a bunch of those with yeah. the surviving the different waves. I'm just imagining Splitgate where like you're, you're chasing an enemy through the map and you have to travel around on portals and, you know, levels, stages, whatever that aren't shooting based at all. And, you know, they're puzzle-based, and you have to use portals to... Basically, rebuilding portal. But you also, you can have you can have races, um, which I think they put something with racing into the game. And... Yeah. Yeah. And the, the cool thing about that is, if you don't actually have a story to it, and you just have a series of challenges, every time you have a battle pass, every time you update content to the game, you basically just add four more levels. And you say, these are the next things to be. And you have those leaderboards of scores and you have battle pass rewards that come with it. And you have, you know, the bronze, silver, gold, platinum, et cetera, thing that you always used to do. And I think that would add something a little more engaging and for people to, to sort of grind on. And you just have different difficulty levels. So people who like easy mode can do that. You add unlockable things. I think that's what it's missing. And I think expecting this dev team to build a whole story like Halo did isn't oh, what it's, it's not, they it's want. Not, no, it's not what they want. Yeah. It's not what they, they, they don't have the capabilities to do that. They don't have the manpower for it simply. So yeah. I mean, hey, 10 million. It's not enough. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I mean, there are plenty of games that come out for a lot less from indie developers, but I, with them focusing on multiplayer, I mean, again, they have all these battle passes and stuff. And so that's that's really I think they're working on competitive maps and that takes a long time to create. Well, yeah, so. that's true. The balancing and everything. OK, so before before we get to our overall reception. You wanted okay. to talk about the Splitgate 
content creators. You no, I, was, that, I, I mean, I basically oh, okay. did was me talking about the just the amount, the, the amount of praise the game is getting, because I, I personally, again, I am being as positive as I can is. I think people are praising it more than they should be. They should be praising the game, but people are more obsessed with this game than they should be. And it's going to mm-hmm. cause burnout. And that's what I'm worried about for it for it is like not even burnout it's just it, it just the realization of of i think everyone is bored so they're obsessed with this game because they're bored but you know people talking about like th- this game is going to be huge and all that forget that as soon as halo comes out th- th- three quarters of the audience is just gone you know <laughs> <laughs> maybe they may bounce between and you might be a little biased when it comes to halo Halo's For sure. intimidating. I mean, don't get me wrong. And as, but like I said, with this game feeling as much like Halo as it does, it does have a very big Halo audience. So a large part of their audience is just going to vanish for at least a little while. Mm-hmm. But I, that's exactly what I mean is I don't want people to burn out. And there currently isn't enough maps. And they, they have quite a few maps. Don't get me wrong. They've actually made some really awesome maps. Some maps I'm a little like, eh, I don't know how I feel about this one. I feel there either should be more portals or less portable portable walls. Uh, <laughs> and but I think there's some people I, I've already seen. I just I just looked at like my Steam's friends list. There's a dude who in the last week, right? It tells you like how many people I've played in the last how how many hours we were put into the last week? Mm-hmm. Someone already like has eighty hours in the last week. And I'm like, is that that's insane? That's a lot. That's, that's you're gonna burn yourself out in like two weeks with just as little as there is to do. And when Halo Infinite comes out, you'll you'll never come back to this game. So, but this is a game I hope does prosper even after Halo Infinite because yes. I think I think that's it's like. People are praising it more than than they should, but they should be praising the game developers. It's just I don't want people to burn out on it. So well, as of August nineteenth, Splitgate had over ten million downloads. Oh yeah, that was part of the fact that I think we just missed, didn't we? That's no, funny. you wrote six hundred thousand, and I was really confused. Oh, oh, that was six hundred thousand downloads in the first month of release. That's right. Was it yeah, 10 so back downloads? in twenty nineteen. Yeah, so back in 2019. Yeah. I think maybe I just saw the 10 million. I assume it was talking about the money that it made as well, investment. Mm -hmm. So I think I just ignored it. So, yeah. So it has over 10 million downloads because I was thinking, how does it compare to Valheim? Because I remember Valheim having something like 4 million, um, but maybe it was more than that. Um, I'm happy I didn't get it. Yeah. Valheim has been downloaded 5 million times. Now, granted, Valheim was not free. Splitgate is free. Right. Shooters are also very popular. They're a little easier, but free game makes a big difference. Valheim was really, really popular. A ton of people were playing it. Tons of content. I got super into it. I loved it. I was playing it all the time. I was not blinking enough. And... (laughs) you did run out of things to do and the devs were not prepared for how popular the game was and they didn't have the next content ship ready. Ready, yeah. Now the next content ship is actually coming out in a couple of weeks and so I expect Valheim to get really popular again because people really liked it. So I think what we're gonna see with Splitgate is they've got 10 million people with it in their library and that's a pretty big deal. And Halo is not shipping like previous 
Halo games. No. It's big air quotes here, missing certain features because it's going to be a live service game. It and is so free those to play, things though. that's also on top of that. So part of it is free to play. Multi yeah, the multiplayer. Multiplayer is free to play. So. The campaign slash story is not. So I think what we might see happening is Splitgate could even see a resurgence when Halo comes out because it will have had time to add more things to the game. Halo will ship. It will not ship as a full, again, heavy quotations, Halo that people are expecting. They'll get grumpy and they'll go play Splitgate, which just had another shiny new update. So there's some potential here for, I honestly think, some healthy feeding between the two because Halo is intimidating for me. I think it's definitely going to get some when I think I think there might be a lot of people who aren't as a fan as much of a fan of this multiplayer as they were hoping. So that's when they'll just mm-hmm. dive back into Splitgate and then they'll be that war. They're like, quit Halo. It's This is bad. Halo. Play Splitgate. <laughs> you know? I, I think. Yeah. So for me, there's also something beneficial. So Halo is scary for me because I never played it. And I'm going up against people who have played Halo for forever. And mm-hmm. I don't really want to jump into that place. Yeah. But Splitgate was like, well, these are kind of new mechanics, and I'm still against people who've played shooters for forever, but it's not as much, and so it's easier for me to play Splitgate. After playing Splitgate, I've gone, okay, maybe the Halo multiplayer won't be so bad. Maybe I'll play that. Maybe I'll have fun with it. So I I think that Splitgate's done a lot to help Halo. And then conversely, like you said, I think that Halo coming out has made people hunger for it, so they go play Splitgate. And I think after it comes out, you might see some cross-pollination. They do have bots in Halo. I think you would actually enjoy <laughs> the bots. They're actually pretty good. So Yeah, no, that would work for me. It's a good way to just, like... It's, it's going to be... They have, a like, a bot warm-up mode and stuff like that that they're planning on having. Um, and, I mean, that's that's what the, the, the first gameplay stuff that we got was. And it, it was really good. And I, I think I think you'll actually enjoy it because the bots aren't bad. Like they're they're actually pretty smart AI relatively. So I think someone who's new to Halo and learning it, it's perfect for them. It's great. Mm-hmm. It is. I think it's perfect for people who are scared to go into multiplayer. So the other cool thing is that something that I've always wanted to see in esports are single teams that do multi-titles. And we've only really seen it with Battle Royales, where someone like Dreamhack Winter, there was some kind of like X Games challenge. I don't really remember what it was, but basically there were teams that they were playing H1Z1, PUBG, and something else. And they competed in all three throughout the weekend. And it was like the yeah, circuit, you know, a, like triathlon. PAX, PAX has a, a big one that they have called the Omegathon, is what they call yeah. it. So. And it would, because the games are similar enough, having a Halo split gate and then a plus one, uh, type again the companies aren't necessarily going to work together like that to create a sanctioned thing for it but i do like what that brings up for pro-ams and streamer tournaments and i think you could have a lot of fun if you did maybe like team fortress i don't think overwatch would quite work but i think that would be cool i don't know I liked it. I, I think the game has a lot of potential, but I, I think what we're both saying is they need to add a lot more to it very quickly. And just we just in general these days, not yeah. even just yeah. Yeah, you know. We've seen this trend. Like Valheim Among Us, Fall Guys, like they all needed to be fast with their content 
or they lose the audience really Look, quickly. Is one I think that the, the amazing things, the insane things that Fortnite did well yeah. is that they were literally dropping new content every single week was yeah. insanity that was unheard of and that's not plausible for any other studio basically no because and epic was already a large well-funded they had a full team fortnite had been around already yeah. yeah they generated ridiculous money but they did spend stupid money in order to do that and Fortnite changed the gaming landscape for sure. It's going to definitely go down in history as one of one of the more momentous games I think that came out for for so many reasons, but you know, there's there's a few bad things I think. I think people are harsh on it more just because it's the it's the cool thing to hate Fortnite, but I I think one of the things that it is is it did set up people in the mentality of needing wanting content every week when uh that's yeah. just not plausible, right? No, no. All right, so overall feelings. I mean, we kind of talked about them, but yeah, uh, it's great. I mean, I'm loving it. I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm I'm having fun with it. It's it's a good. I'm bored with everything else. Let me hop in here for a little while. <laughs> yeah, play a few matches. So, and you don't have to wait to play anymore. That no, whole server waiting thing. Queue. Yeah, that that whole server waiting thing for a free game. By the way, it wasn't that bad, Joker. Uh, <laughs> is yeah, over. Yeah. They've got lots of servers now. You can hop in and play, which is did nice. I, did we even talk about packs? I just realized. I'm staring at my we tickets not, right here. We did not talk and about packs. Really I think packs this weekend. I think you should replace me next episode with someone who goes to packs to talk about it. Talk about packs. I might be able yes. to. I'll, I'll talk to him. I'll reach out. So. Uh, other than that, what's uh, what's your rating on this? You gotta give. A, you know what? Here, I'm gonna give you a scale. Uh huh. All right. Now you're gonna need to. I'll just be honest with you. You're gonna need to improv here a little bit. All right. Okay. On a scale of one. Uh huh. To purple giraffe. Uh huh. What's your rating? Crimson hippopotamus. Okay. All righty. I like it. I'm gonna go with. Metallic spaghetti. I'm uncomfortable with that image and feeling. <laughs> this is weird. I think it this would be very weird. I think it would make a good structure at like an Italian restaurant. You could have that as like a statue of some sort. Metallic spaghetti. Yeah. I was thinking like edible gold leaf that they use to decorate oh. desserts with, like on right. the spaghetti. But like metal? Flakes instead of gold flakes. What that would be intense. Joker. What is gold? Well, uh, okay, fair. You, all right. You know, uh, it's been a great time. Time to go. <laughs> I am here to help. So after our ratings, we always talk about where the media goes from here, which I think that. we spent. A lot of time talking about so splitgate devs we love what you're doing can't wait to see more and uh if you've been hanging out with us this whole podcast and you missed the start of the podcast somehow we're gonna tell you again at the end of the podcast where you can find us and what you can do so first up especially if you're listening on apple or even if you're listening on another platform and have an apple account if you give us that you know 12 stars out of five rating 
and write a nice little review of the podcast helps a ton with other people to find Joker and I a nerding out. So positively reviewed a podcast on the Apple podcast. Um, and then if you are someone who watches this live or checks it out on YouTube or Podbean or wherever else, just know that we're on pretty much all the podcast platforms. Joker does a good job setting that up. Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Podbean, YouTube, live on Twitch, all those wonderful things. And you can find our social media, pause reviewed, pod, P-O-S reviewed, P-O-D. Send us comments, screenshots, thoughts, topic ideas, all of that. You can check out all of our other episodes that are a lot of movies and TV shows with the occasional video game, or we could say this is the only video game episode. I think Joker would prefer if we said this was the only video game episode. (laughs) All right. And then next week, next week, there's two possible plans happening. Right. Either Ness and I be talking about the animated Dota movie show. What what is it? Is it Witcher? Animated Witcher. Oh, did I say Dota? Or yeah. We already did Dota. We already did we already did that one. Yes, we <laughs> did. That's what I meant. <laughs> Joker's had a rough day, everybody. Yeah, it's been it's a good a it's been a good start. That's so. okay. <laughs> that one or we might be talking about pax we'll we'll see we'll see if there's any if there's anything actually happening at pax then mm-hmm. we'll talk about it but otherwise i don't know we'll find out <laughs> so that's the plan uh other than that i think i think that's it that was Splitgate. i hope you guys enjoyed and uh we'll see you guys next week <laughs>